Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, May, what is it, 27th, 2022. It is a gorgeous sunny day here by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Um, I guess it's 70 degrees or so. Somebody's hammering something somewhere outside. Uh, but yeah, it's the Friday before the long weekend. Technically, my team and I are working today, but really it's just kind of a uh, just making sure nothing falls apart day. So I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi this morning. That was good. Um, I just sat outside, listened to music. That was good. Uh, but yeah, the last two weeks, it's been, um, I guess, I think two and a half weeks since the last episode. Uh, obviously, this week there was the shooting, and that's all I can think about. And I mean it, it's all it's all I can think about. And uh, I don't know what to do except feel boiling rage and boiling sorrow is the only way I can put it. And I don't know what else to say about it here. I'm not going to say anything uh, because um, this is kind of a one-sided conversation. But I, uh, yeah, it's all I've been thinking about. I'm guessing it's all many people have been thinking about. Um, anyway, but, um, on to, uh, my regular privileged life. Let's see, had some good, um, is this the right date? Yeah, actually it is. Okay. I've had some good, um, uh, some good neighborhood hangs with people in the neighborhood or people that happen to be in the neighborhood. Uh, so I think like an hour after I recorded <laughs> the last episode, uh, my fr- my old friend Eric Blair, who I've known since 1999, and my old colleague at Heavy.com, and just old, very close friend in general, was in the neighborhood. He moved upstate um, a few years ago, uh, and so he's not often in the city, but he was, and so we had coffee at Nerd Be Cool, and we sat outside also on a gorgeous day and caught up for like 90 minutes it was a very long coffee and uh it was just great to catch up and he's moving but um at at some point soon i guess again but great to see him um he lived many years ago with my high school friend heidi as a couple at 245 baltic um, in this neighborhood and he is the reason that i know this particular micro neighborhood so well going all the way back to like 2000 um, because that's when he moved to this neighborhood and I started I started coming and hanging out with him at their place a lot especially especially in tw- uh, 2002 when I was unemployed for a few months and he would work from home and we just decided to like make we made this like onion style online comedy fake news newspaper for a few months just to keep ourselves occupied um, that was fun so anyway Eric was in the neighborhood and then the big news the week before last was that uh, Julie went away on a much-deserved um, vacation with some friends, including our friend Jamie, who lives in Rhode Island, and they went to Grand Cayman. So I had Oliver to myself for, is it four nights? Five days and four nights, and it went well. It's amazing how much, quote-unquote, easier it is to do this when they are beyond, say, five or six years old. and. Yeah, there's a routine. He goes to school. He knows Julie's gone, so 
in a way that simplifies, I was talking with my friend Jeremy about this, it kind of almost simplifies the chain of command in a way, like he knows there's only one parent, so it just, everything kind of becomes simpler and there's no (laughs) argument and things are less busy in terms of people around and directions to follow and things to do and it just becomes, all right, it's just me and you, let's do this. And it was a lot of fun and uh, he, as I've mentioned before, very much prefers Julie to me in general (laughs) and has for a while, which is fine. But he was very close to me the whole time and it was very reassuring and touching and awesome and we had a we had a ball so friday was the first full day julie had already left for the airport by the time we woke up and went to school that went well went to the play group that went well and while he was in the play group after school in gowanus i walked over to three's brewing and had a beer and hung with billy bob at the bar and jake up in the store and um zach was managing and walking around and it was just a great hour spent at Three's Brewing, and then picked him up, and I suggested to Oliver we get FNF pizza. So we walked all the way from President Street and Third Avenue in Gowanus, over to Third Street, past Whole Foods, over the Third Street Bridge, um, at the uh, what Oliver and I called the stairs, which is those that side steps of stairs that go into some subway um, work area thing, which is where the F and G train come out of the Carroll Street Tunnel station and so we walked by there and then we walked up to fnf and got pizza and went into black gold for a minute uh and looked at tapes and records and came home and ate fnf pizza and that's what a great day after a very long walk so we earned the pizza um saturday what did we do he and i oh we went to we went to montelioni's cookies to buy a box of cookies because our friends fee and nate well fee uh but fee specifically uh was supposed to go on this trip with um julie and her friends and she couldn't because she got uh she was like ill and couldn't make it and so we brought cookies that was nice we went to uh ps32 uh there was a sustainability fest in the um in the schoolyard and our friends were working it our kid slash and parent friends so Archer and Ramona were working at Archer specifically, and so Pete and Kara were there, so we went and hung out there for a while and just had a great day of hanging out. We went to the toy store later, went to Books Are Magic. Uh, Sunday there was a birthday party, which was not the best party for Oliver. It was a very kind of physically demanding obstacle course at the Brooklyn Ninja Academy um, where they don't really train you to be a ninja. It's more of an obstacle course. But it's tough, and he was like, it was hard for him to do. And, of course, I was being a very incompetent parent by dressing him that day in the only pair of jeans he happens to own. And everything else he has is sweatpants. And I don't know why I put him in jeans the day he was going to the Ninja Academy. Uh, Maybe that's why he's not a ninja yet. So, But we did that. It was a hot day. He didn't want to walk home from there, which I don't blame him. We took a car. uh, So we waited 12 minutes for a a three minute four minute car ride and then he went back to school and tuesday night julie came home and it all went well and it was great so success uh because julie got her vacation that i think she very much deserves and i got to spend some quality time with oliver and we also it was also i think good for him to just have a little break in the routine 
Um, it was still routine for him, but it was different. So that was the big home front news. Other things that happened is I Get Wild was supposed to play two shows, Friday the 20th and Saturday the 21st, one in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and one here in Brooklyn, and we canceled out of COVID concerns because things started blowing up last week in terms of positivity rates and anecdotally people we knew. And then it turns out right after we canceled, we took the steps to cancel. And then right after that, we found out there was COVID in uh, a family of a band member. And that became like, well, glad we did that. But also just when is this going to be over? And I think the answer is never. I don't know what to do. I was talking to my friend and sometimes bandmate David Nagler on the stoop over the weekend. And we were just he was just like, what do we do now? Do we just decide that we are going to musicians will play outdoor shows from April to October every year and that's it? And it's like I don't know. Anyway. But two things happened because of those canceled shows. Uh I since I, I was now freed up, I got to go to the school auction slash fundraiser, which didn't happen the last two years, uh, for COVID reasons, but it's hap- it happened this year. And it was scaled down. It was outside the old stone house, which is an old 200-year-old building that's kind of a landmark in the middle of a park in Park Slope. And uh, we had a tent outside. So it was like one of those kind of like outdoor parties under a tent next to this thing. And it was fun. And uh, I got pretty tipsy because someone made these homemade, uh, what was in them? Rum cocktails. And they were strong. And I was dealing with end of Friday work nightmare where three things broke at once and I was on my phone the whole time and I was just like give me a cocktail and I had two of them and <laughs> and the rest of the night flew by and I had a lot of conversations with people and it was fun uh but one of the auction items was uh I get wild our band um sh- tickets and drink passes to a show in at Littlefield our next show which I think is Friday July 29th they booked it on the auction website as like parents night out 80s night which it was an 80s night 80s theme for the whole fundraiser and i was upset that they didn't have the item as like talking heads cover band featuring a parent um instead it was just like have a night out i was like uh why'd you do that um but and i said why'd you do that to julie who was i think in charge of <laughs> writing that and she i think she felt sad that i was sad about it but it sold two friends of ours, which is really funny. So that'll be fun. Um, so that was a big night. And then the next night, next day, also since I was freed up and had no show that day, I went to my friend Brendan Gilmartin's 50th birthday in Commonwealth in Park Slope. And if you recall, like a month and a half ago, Howard had his 50th birthday at Commonwealth in Park Slope, which it has a nice big outdoor area, shaded, and it was great. And they ordered a ton of Norm's Pizza, which they are big fans of, um, and it was very good. I even they ordered too much, and so I took home an entire mushroom pie uh, when I left. So that was fun. Uh, speaking of that, and other big news, our friend Steve from Chicago was in town. Uh, he lived here long ago, but I've only really known him since he's been in Chicago. But he's a frequent visitor, and so he was at Commonwealth, and I've seen him several times. He was at Pete and Kara Stoop earlier this week. Uh, we had a Bar Great Harry outing the other night, so that's been great to see him, and I 
guess that's kind of bringing it up to date. Uh, yesterday at work, we finished up our two days in the office, and we left the office around 4.15, a little early, and we went over to other half down down 48th Street at Rockefeller Center. But now that it's warm, they have their outdoor area. In addition to their indoor tap room, which is on 48th Street, they have an outdoor garden area in the what they, what it's what's called the plaza. Um, I don't know if the both the north and south little things are called this, the plaza, but it's that area where the Today Show is um, and where they have those concerts, which is not big, um, even though they have those big outdoor things. But that's where other half outdoors is, and it was great. Had a couple of cans and then jumped on the subway, and the subway was right there and got back to the neighborhood quickly and picked up dinner, and uh, yeah, good night. So holiday weekend, um, the only plans we have is uh, we are planning to go to Philadelphia tomorrow. So um, we'll report back on that um, and hoping to find some kid-friendly things for Oliver. Maybe the Franklin Institute? I don't know. I've never been to there. I've been to Philly many times, and I love it. So looking forward to that. And that's been the neighborhood uh, report. Anything else? Uh, Looking at my notes? No, that's basically it. Um, so we'll move on to music and books and stuff. And how about TV? I watched a TV show, if you can believe it. Uh, just this morning, I watched the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and I was reading my, my colleague Brett White's review in, um, in decider.com. And it was, he said it exceeded all expectations. And I would say it was excellent. It's directed by Deborah Chow. And it feels like like prestige television except it's star wars i mean it's 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 like a sopranos or Mad Men. <laughs> i mean it's not as good as those but it's like that's what it shoots for it it's like kind of like more dramatic and strong and quote-unquote high quality than the other tv shows which you know most of which are pretty good like the mandalorian's great obviously but yeah this is like whole other level drama and direction and everything um it was great and then, of course, I love Star Wars, but, and I, you know, since I was a kid and I still am into Star Wars, but it is funny. It's like, I was watching it thinking about how my friends had described it as prestige t- television. I was like, yeah, this really is. And then, then sometimes, like, there's some, like, alien kind of remark that could only happen in that universe, or, you know, someone pulls out a lightsaber. And it's like, it's kind of hard to think of it as prestige <laughs> TV at that point. It kind of snaps you out of it. But then again, I guess I just have to get used to it. But, I mean, it's really beautiful and well done. So if you are at all interested in watching it, uh, I think uh, you would enjoy it. Uh, music. Listen to a, a bunch of albums, a bunch for me at least. Uh, Palomino by Miranda Lambert. Uh, I read rave reviews of this on Twitter by people I trust, and I listen to it, and I love it. It's um, very much a country record with, you know, if you know her voice, she has a classic female country voice you know kind of has that twang and so it's not like it's some avant-garde artsy fartsy kind of departure or anything it's just like a straight excellent country record um so yeah palomino by miranda lambert i listened to the kendrick lamar album uh mr morale and the big steppers i liked it didn't love it i recognize that it's objectively very very good if not great um seems like this time around he's kind of throwing a lot of things and in and seeing like you know not afraid to be 
loose and almost unfinished. Not not to say the album's unfinished, but I mean the vibe is less of here I am presenting a perfectly precise piece of art as double album and more of just like there's a lot I got to get off my mind and here it is um, in a record. So it's very good. I would say that the non-album song that he released three days earlier, which I can't remember what it's called, but it's like something part four or part five or something. Um, and he, that in, there's an accompanying video where he there's a lot of deep fake imagery involved. That song I loved way more than any song in the album, and I, I was just blown away by that song. Uh, so anyway, Kendrick Lamar. I listened to This Is A Photograph by Kevin Morby. Uh, very good, very good. In you know, if you know Kevin Morby, it's you know, it's, it's loosely, def- loosely, I'll call it indie rock in a in a laid back, folk inspired, um, modern indie folk rock, and it's great. I like it uh, more than the previous Kevin Morby album, which I thought was very good, and I kind of didn't listen to it again. Uh, this one I like more for no good reason, purely subjective reasons, but it's excellent. Blood Orange by a Glasgow duo called Poster Paints, which have are a new signing of Pete's label, Ernest Jenning Record Company, uh, which makes them label mates of mine, actually. Uh, Poster Paints is a person who was in a final lineup or in, like a member of um, Frightened Rabbit and then a woman who I think is loosely tied to Bell and Sebastian and other Glaswegian pursuits. And it's just what you would think from a Glasgow indie pop duo. Just really catchy, beautiful sounding, upbeat Glasgow rock, pop rock. So good, so good. Uh, Blood Orange, it's an EP by Poster Paints. Uh, just this morning, I just finished listening to Cruel Country by Wilco, the new double uh, country album by Wilco. And it's very long, but I don't mind that. I was talking to Steve the other night at Bar Great Harry, and I said, oh, I was kind of bemoaning that Wilco puts out a lot of stuff, and I sometimes feel like maybe they don't have to put out as much as they do because it's saturating the market with sometimes not overly rememberable songs. And he brought up that he thinks that... um Wilco puts a lot of stuff out there really just to give stuff for the, to their fans. And it's, they're, they're less precious about holding, you know, stuff back. It's just like it, they make music and they put it out. And when I had it put to me that way, I thought that's the right way to go about it. But anyway, cruel country, which I think is like 19 songs long. It's great. I have a feeling this will be the Wilco album that I just kind of put on often when I don't know what I want to listen to, but I'm in a Wilco mood and not for anything in particular, because obviously I I love being there, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, uh, Summer Teeth, Sky Blue Sky, and this is this new Wilco record is the one I've I like the most since uh, Sky Blue Sky. So good record, good record. Um, that's it for music. I know I've listened to more, but I cannot think of it right now. I cannot wait to listen to the new Bruce Hornsby, which I just saw came out today. Uh, Books. I finished the book Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky, uh, a recommendation from my friend Amir Barlev. We like to trade sci-fi recommendations back and forth. Um, Children of Time came out, I think, five years ago. And it is about, it is a, takes place in the future, like, 
how far in the future? Like a thousand years in the future, but it takes place like in a future Earth. Um, and that's about and and basically they have to leave the solar system because Earth is dying, and that's that's the premise. And they they are heading towards terraformed planets that the previous civilization of Earth had started to terraform before uh, their civilization died. <clears throat> so that's what the book is about. And there's, there's I mean, that that's uh, that's the premise. And I liked it a lot. It's it is. Uh, it's not like um completely mind blowing and I think broadly appealing as the three body problem trilogy. This is just kind of like a nice hard sci-fi book, but I enjoyed it. Children of Time. There is a, a sequel that I didn't even know about till I f- went on Reddit after I finished the book because I wanted to avoid reading, you know, people talking about it, discussions about it until I read the book, till I finished it. And then I learned, oh, there's a <laughs> there's a sequel called Children of Ruin. So I put that on on my wait list at the library. I saw there was no wait list. I'm sure I'm going to get a text from the library in a couple of days saying it's ready to be picked up. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I have to read it now. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Good stuff. Uh, and then I've just started this book, The History of Bones, by memoir by the New York musician John Lurie that Pete lent me. And it's a crazy memoir. And I've read 130 pages in like two days because <laughs> it reads very fast. And also it's just like, it's just kind of like, almost this stream of consciousness by this recovering addict artist crazy human being person uh it's kind of good it has the same conversational stream of consciousness vibe actually as bill kreutzmann's book come to think of it deal um it's the same thing where it's like you read the bill kreutzmann book and it could just be him sitting next to you at the bar talking that's like the the sort of prose style of the book uh, but anyway, The History of Bones, very good, and I'll have to finish it soon before this sequel comes to the library, and I'll have to read that fast. The Chuck Klosterman book, The 90s, is also, I have it on waitlist at the library, but right now I think I'm at, like, I'm I'm hold 54 of, like, 200 or something. So who knows when I'll get that book. Anyway, that's it. We are at 22 minutes, and a little over for this podcast and I think that's enough um, and also I don't know what else to say I will be back in a couple of weeks maybe I will have some fun tidbits from the city of brotherly love to share um, if anyone actually listens to this in the next before Saturday morning and you have Philly tips uh, text me or email me or whatever okay That's it. This has been episode 86, episode 86 of the Conrad Life Report. Reporting from the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It's 74 degrees, mostly sunny, um, and I'm going to go back outside. Have a great weekend and week.